to it, Adam. We're actually a couple of days late, but we're we're still we're still we're still here, mate. We're still here. We're here for the listener. We're here for you, whoever is listening. <laughs> <laughs> we are here. Yes, we had a public holiday where we live, so we took a day off. So there, full stop. The end. <laughs> I just got a <laughs> notification on my laptop. Would you like to hear a funny story, Adam? Sure. I've been um I got these Adidas sneakers that I don't want anymore. I've been put on I put on eBay. Mm. And I saw they were selling for seventy bucks. I put them up for sixty eight dollars. Fantastic. Right. right? Yeah. And someone put in an offer for forty dollars and I thought, Well, that's cash, but they're worth around seventy. So I went back to him fifty five and he went forty five. And I went fifty and he went forty six. And then I said I'm not dropping under 50. So he went 47. I declined. He went 48. I declined. He went 49. I declined. And he worked his way finally up to 50 bucks. Maybe I should decline again. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it is funny. And it is funny how people don't read. Don't read. Yeah. That obviously didn't read the instructions. No. Like you said, yeah. I'm not going below 50. Yeah. <laughs> Try it anyway. Yeah. It's it's my fault because you can actually set a minimum cap as mm. to what how much people can offer. Mm. Anyway, that there you go. There's a bit of um bit of eBay in the way you can agile podcast. So we have a good we have a good um a good session lined up today. I think I think what are we talking about? Agile for dummies. Mm. Speaking of simplicity, is that a good segue from your story? I don't know. Maybe it is. Yeah. How simple is agile? We yeah we want to talk about uh, dumb it down. In the most respectful way, we don't we don't mean people who are listening to this are stupid by any stretch, but just dumb it down. What is some simple examples of agile, and just have a yeah. chat about that and see see what comes out. I guess yeah. I, I've definitely had these conversations with new people in my teams who've never worked in agile before, and and all of a sudden they've come from a completely different area than projects and. And they've, they're surrounded by these agile ways of working or whatever. And they hear a lot of agile terms, but they don't understand. And they're doing these ceremonies and they don't understand why. And I'll sit them down and I'll, and I'll use a really simple example. And that often, often we find that helps. But I think a lot of people out there don't really know the simple essence of agile. There's just like a, I don't know, there's a lot going on and people can get, kind of get lost in the weeds. So maybe we'll simplify it and mm. then we'll complicate it again. <laughs> yeah. So, what is a simple example of working in an agile way? Right. So, um, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna explain it, and then I'll give an example. So, a standard waterfall project is you, you have this thing that you want done, built or whatever, delivered, and you start with the idea, and then you design the idea, and you plan it out, and then you, whatever, you 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 write it up, you get. You get approval, you build it, you test it, you deliver it, and it should be done um, and in its entirety. And that's the whole project from start to finish, A to Z, sequential order of things that need to get done. And the whole big, thing gets done in one one hit. I was just going to say, big upfront design when you know the least. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and to put it, uh, to put it really simply as well, we'll use a Lego example. If you're building a starship from start to finish, you're looking to design, 
without instructions. You're designing a starship with Lego. And from start to finish, you want to draw what, what it wants, what, what you want it to look like. You grab all the pieces, you put it together, make sure it works however it's supposed to work, and then that's it. It's done. And then by the time you get to the end of that project, um, your little brother says, this is not what I wanted at all. It's disgusting and I hate it. And you go, well, that was a waste. Um, so that's that's the old way of doing projects. And the new way of doing projects would be to deliver incremental finished or somewhat finished or, or incremental um, done pieces of that project so that you can get feedback. So using the Starship example, we build a really simple Starship and we show my little brother and he goes, that's kind of cool, but I want changes to the wings or I want new lasers on the top for, I don't like, it shouldn't be pointed even though it's a Starship and it should be pointed. And so you go back to the drawing board and you change a little bit and then you deliver it again. And then you go, okay, we've, we've, we've added the wings. Okay, cool. That looks really good. Like the wings. Now I want um, some new, I don't know, gunners on the back or new tail tail wings or whatever and you just keep developing until it's done and maybe you get it done quicker than what you would have if you did it in one hit because you've cut a lot of waste you haven't needed to build all these things that the little brother didn't want in the first time in the first place so um i i hope that was simple was that simple adam or did i complicate it a little bit i think so i used to love playing with lego train sets when i was younger oh yeah yeah they're cool but i didn't i didn't have all of you know, Melbourne's rail network in my bedroom when I started. I just started off with a simple circular track and one train. Yeah. And saved up my pocket money and eventually, you know, got a bit more track so it could, you know, circle around the room and then um, bought some more Lego to make a little station and a platform, then bought a second train and added to it and just bit by bit. Uh, improved yep. over time until I got too old for Lego and packed it all in a box. And probably gave it away to someone. No, it's sitting in the cupboard in a box. You could probably sell it for a bit, you know. <laughs> um, <I> probably could. <laughs> another really simple example, and I love this from Jeff Watts on his book, Good to Great Scrum Master. You have three things you need done in three weeks, and they each take a week each. They take one week you know, in, in its entirety, right? So, you've got uh-huh. two ways of doing it. There's probably more, but there's two main ways. One is you start all three at the same time and by the end of the three weeks, you've got them all done. Congratulations. But what happens if something goes wrong throughout that time and you need to stop what you're doing and do something else? You've achieved <laughs> nothing. Nothing is done. You've got three things that are only partially done, right? The other option is you've got those three things you need done in three weeks that take one week each. You get one done in the first week, the second done in the second week, and the third done in the third week. And wow, if something happens throughout that time, you have something done. Awesome. That's another really, really simple example. Why do we? Why is it so hard? Why do we make? Why do? Why does it become so hard to do if it's so simple? We live in a complex, complex environment, Adam. We work in a complex environment. You could say. Lots of things change, I suppose. Why is it so hard? Oh, man, I don't think we can even answer that. We can beat around the bush. I think that's what we'll do in this episode. I don't think we can <laughs> give, a, give an A-plus answer. Yeah, I don't know the answer either. I don't know the full answer. I have a guess. I have a theory. I have, you know, wild assumptions over why. Uh, and maybe we could talk about those a bit and just try and debunk some of the myths. I don't know. I don't know where this episode's going to end up, but... Mm. Um, yeah, it feels 
I guess we wanted to talk about this because it is so simple. It's not a big dragon that's going to come and bite your head off. It's getting into agile is quite simple. It's not hard. You don't need to go and get all the certifications and do all of that sort of stuff. I guess we we over we tend to overcomplicate things. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think um, I think agile is hard in big environments, big companies, because there is so much, let's say, regulation or red tape or old processes that are really hard to get rid of, or massive dependencies. And so I, I think in big companies, agile can be quite a challenge. And in small startups, I think there's a different kind of challenge. I think they're able to use Agile quite well. However, they they need to be able to move very – like there's a lot of pressure, a lot of stress, low budget. I mean, I think Agile kind of probably thrives in its best environment in, in those startups because they are trying to be as lean as possible to cut as much waste and to get value to market as quick as possible. Um, huh. I suppose my answer is Agile is, is very difficult in – environments that um, have a lot of layers, foster a bit of waste, a bit of clunky processes, a bit of unnecessary dependencies. I think all those things really seize up agile, you know. Mm. It makes the cogs really rusty and hard to mm, move. I was gonna, that's, that's the word I had in my head, rust. It gets rusty. Yeah. It's it rusted. There's no greasing of the wheel. Yeah, and then you, and then you have things that come out of the woodwork like, you know, the frameworks, right? Scrum, Safe, Kanban, and they're all to, you know, a lot of these things have these big transformational implementations in these big companies. There's just so many moving pieces to get it to work, though, that if not everyone is on board, I don't know how you're going to be able to do it at its most effective pace. Mm. And there's, as you say, with big systems there's a lot of factors involved in getting becoming agile or moving to agile uh, and there's lots of different tips and techniques of the how to start you know do you go big bang do you start off with a small one team and see if it grows from there uh, do you do something in the middle um, do you train people first <laughs> do, mm. do you get in outside help to do it for you and then when they finish up and go away, you know, who's left to carry on the, the baton? Is leadership mm. supportive? Are they behind you? Or are they just, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid from other organisations that say agile but don't really mean it? If, if we were to sum it down into, like, one thing, would it be just the feedback loops? Like, would that be your measurement of... How you're working in Agile? I mean, obviously reacting or, or adapting to those feedback loops. But if we say we're Agile or whatever company or whatever environment. question. Hmm. Is it just a, a big question? Could you walk into an environment and go, do like, yeah, we're Agile. And you go, cool. How many, what, what are your feedback loops like? They're like, oh, we don't get feedback to every month or something. Every two months we, we get feedback or whatever. It's like, well, you can't be Agile. Like, is that, the, is that one of the key measure, measurements? I, th- I, th- I think the answer is is yes, but it's a yes but. Mm. So the fact that you're doing giving feedback, what is the quality of said feedback? Is it good? Is it mm. bad? Whoa. Is it just whoa. all positive? Is it just all positive? Whoa, whoa, those are great. That, that's a really good point. 
So the, yeah. the fact that you're actually doing regular, let's call them feedback loops. I won't give them a name of a ceremony, but yeah, you're getting regular feedback on how you're tracking. You're getting feedback from customers. You're getting feedback from stakeholders. You're getting feedback from leadership. You're getting feedback from peers, mm. colleagues. Okay. So you're doing that. Great. Does that mean you're agile? Well, what's the quality of the feedback? Are you improving? Are you taking any actions? That's that's a really you, you're really starting to dig dig under there. I think because um, I'm thinking about those times you have all those retros and all those action items, and you don't do anything with them, right? Like oh. teams teams that do that. That's that's an anti pattern, quite frankly. So you just you're just doing zombie scrum. Mm. You're just doing it because we've always done it this way, and you're just a pack of zombies mm. following each other around. So feedback loops and improvement, continuous improvement. I, I I get back to what I talked about a couple of weeks ago. Have you satisfied the customer? And there's a simple measure for that. Mm-hmm. Is the company making money? Is the company correct. profitable? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Are you able to pay all your employees? Can you pay the rent? <laughs> you know, are you are you able to stay in business for the foreseeable future and grow? Mm. Bring in more customers. Are the customers happy? Why are they happy? I'm just wondering if Waterfall can answer that question as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it can. Yeah. But you only find out if the customer's happy right at the end. Yes. You don't find out earlier at the start, yeah. in the middle, or sometimes before the end. You you might find out that the customer is happy, and you can stop. Hmm. So then then you can start putting money into something else you want to do, rather than continuing to spend money on something that the customer may also be happy about, but it takes longer to get to them. Hmm extrapolate out how many months or years you spend on a waterfall project potentially wasting a lot of money that you could have spent elsewhere mm. or saved or invested or whatever yeah 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 okay so just in summary then we we we've, we've spoken about it. agile in its simple form and then why is it so hard and we've talked about you know rust in the system dependencies mm. processes all that. we probably didn't say how do you get rid of the rust WD forty. WD forty. Yeah. Again, you'd need some change agency, desire for change. Mm. Desire for change, yep. Yeah. And buy in leadership, culture, all that. Because we know forced change never works. Yeah. You know. You must all do agile now. That that doesn't work. Mm. Hey team. I've heard about this thing called Agile, and I think it's really cool. Here's what it is. Let's get on board. Are we on board the Agile train? That tends to work better than the the old Tayloristic model of, you know, you work in a factory and I chain you to your desk from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and hmm. you get 30 minutes for lunch and I expect certain amount of outputs. And hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back to that Lego analogy. And oh. you have the little brother uh, theme where, um, like, let's say he's building this spaceship from start to end. It takes him a couple of weeks or whatever. And he's built it and he's, you know, or I've built it or whatever and he's not happy with it. Would that be a, okay, let's say it's a little boy building the spaceship. Would that be a big change for him to ask him to stop every couple of weeks or stop every increment and get feedback like, would that be frustrating for him? Would that be a big change? Would that be, you know, I'm just trying to relate it to 
complex work, right? And, and obviously, it's very hard to compare them to th- examples. But the idea that it's hard for project teams to go agile because they have to do things differently, seek mm-hmm. more feedback, improve more regularly, strive for all those kinds of things. I wonder if that's that kind of same mindset shift is is similar in simple examples like like the Lego. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, and it's interesting because I could imagine teams, what you mean I have to speak to the stakeholders every month. You know, we used to only see them once in a blue moon. Hmm. You know, why, why do we have to sit in front of them every every month and – and and you know what's a, you know what is another annoying thing for people. I used to do this when I used to write songs. I didn't want to show anyone till it was done because I didn't want you to see is like almost a vulnerability side. I didn't want you to see mm-hmm. something that was unfinished, probably sounded a bit rubbish, probably a bit lame. Where I'm thinking, but I feel like once I tie it all together, it's going to sound good. So I wouldn't I wouldn't test out what my songs would sound like before I finished them. I would just finish the songs and then show people. And um, I wonder if people who develop software or write letters or build things or documentation, whatever they're doing, right? I wonder if this new agile transformation is, you know, asking them to do something they're not comfortable, which might be show your work a bit early in the process. I get a sense that it's changing that way. I get a sense that it's changing that way. Like, I get it with if you're writing a song and it might might be an absolute cracker of a song, you don't want to show someone in case they steal it <laughs> before you get a chance to release that's it. That's another thing for sure, yeah. That is that's a that is a thing uh, and that is a thing in, in corporate life. You know, you've got a new product, you think it's a, you know, how, how secretive must Apple be before they come up with a new toy? Internally, they're obviously trying to improve it and mm. test it and make sure it's it's not going to be harmful to people or the environment, I guess. I think it's changing. I, th- I, I believe it is changing. And I believe it is this small incremental improvements is making its way into all knowledge work, mm. let's say. So software development's had it forever. Even BAs, when they're yep. writing documents now, will most likely have a first cut, am I on the right track? Yes, yep, yes. on the right track. Okay, then they have their second, you know, and they don't spend too much time. You know, they might even just draft out the headings, you know, are these right? And then flesh it out a bit more. Is it, am I still on the right track? So I think that that's happening more and more often now. Mm. There you go. Let's finish there. Sounds good. Thanks everyone for listening. Catch you next time.